Welcome to Write That Down, hosted by Nate Ulrich and myself, Jacob Novak. This is a podcast where two everyday creative people try to break through the noise and do creative things. Today, we're going over what we prioritize in our home studio setups. We discuss what we need out of a studio space and improvements we want to make in the future. So, let's get into it. This week we're going to talk about our uh, our home studios. I think it's uh, a very fitting topic as many people have, you know, created and uh, figured out how to be productive at home in their home studios. And and specifically, we're going to start looking at home studios for video editing or just being creative or even even podcasting. So, um, yeah, I guess the first thing that I'm interested in is uh, what what do you need out of a studio and how can you bring that into your home, your home location, your home space? Well, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of my work as of now, uh, I'm not doing a ton of camera work, so to speak. So my needs are mostly in terms of editing and uh, audio recording and voiceover and things like that. Like, for example, when we started this podcast, uh, I wanted to make sure that I had a space that I could record in with minimal noise uh, and just kind of, kind of a, a place that would lend itself most to, you know, recording voiceover, recording podcasts and things like that. So basically, I just converted my closet into a recording booth. Uh, and so I have the clothes on either side of the walls to, you know, cushion the sound or absorb the sound i took a musical acoustics class but that was many moons ago uh and then after that i also uh taped actually i did a a couple different things but i I basically just hung up blankets uh on the other wall and then on the the inside part of the door uh and i basically just set up command hooks uh and then put on binder clips to fold the blanket to match how uh, wide that space was and then i uh-huh. hung up the binder clips on the command hooks uh and then i duct taped the sides of the blanket to the wall it's all very professional wow. i promise you this is how everybody in the biz does it uh and then i just straight up duct taped the blanket over the hinges of the door so you made a fort uh, hold so. up hold up yeah you that, that... you made a fort a pillow fort. Well, no, I believe what you would be referring to is a blanket fort, uh, but uh, no. but that is not what this is. Uh, well, I think that's. What I initially that's started exactly with a blanket fort. Well, no, yeah. see, you have a, you got a Snapchat when I had my first version of this when I for real just made a blanket fort right. to record voice over <laughs> it. I basically yeah. just threw a blanket over a chair in my living room Mm -hmm. and then i took just like a a broom to hold it up so i could just crawl in uh and have enough space for my microphone and my laptop for the script uh Uh, that was a blanket fort okay but this what i have now is a true professional recording certainly certainly so i don't want to get it twisted that's unfortunate that this is a podcast and and we can't show uh pictures because i think what you're describing is a wonderful uh uh fort uh, situation <laughs> i should be so lucky to have a fort <laughs> that's neat though i think um this brings up a really interesting <laughs> point though about 
you know, how being creative to make your space work for you and how weird you have to be to make the space work for you. For instance, you know, even if you're working in a studio, uh, in a sound booth, more than like, more likely than not, you, you probably aren't going to have a you know, professional sound booth, depending on the caliber of work you're doing and stuff. Uh, at least for me, I'm, I haven't found myself working in a, you know, professional sound booth, maybe a whisper room, but, uh, and so you have to get like kind of weird at work with blankets and coats and stuff to make it, you know, sound as good as possible. But when you're at home, right, it, that's, it's not as weird. Cause you can kind of like, no, no one's making fun of you. The fact that you have a blanket over top of your head trying to record. Right. And, uh, and, and before, before I had a, like a, a microphone to do my voiceovers for, for video work, uh, I would just use the voice memo app on my phone cause it, it does a pretty good job. Right. And you yeah. can easily transfer the, the voice memo yeah. into your projects cause I have, I, I use uh, Apple so I can just airdrop. Right. And, uh, I would always, you know, go into the coat closets or somewhere where there wasn't going to be, uh, any noise happening ac units fans none of that people talking uh, and and where my voice wouldn't uh, echo uh and you know if someone saw me doing that they might be oh look at this weirdo talking to himself but when you're at home other than your <laughs> dog or cat looking at you maybe a spouse maybe a, a a sibling or something it's not as bad yeah i i am looking for ways to improve my setup though uh i mean partially with the microphone right now i'm rocking a, a blue yeti nano uh, which is a streamlined version of the normal uh, Blue Yeti Pro, which I used to have. Uh, and it's it's a good microphone to just get the job done for, you know, any basic VO stuff and things like that. But I am looking to, you know, we're 18 weeks deep now with this here podcast. You're right, you're right. Uh, and, and I'm, you know, with doing voiceover and, and all that, you know, I, I want to always be trying to, make a sound as, as good as possible. So I am looking into ways to either maybe just like get an arm for this microphone or upgrade to a new microphone or something like that. Uh, I actually, something I've, I have been meaning to look into is actual soundproofing. Oh yeah. Like uh, foam, to see foam. how much like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I am interested to see actually, I mean, what are we talking about? We have the internet. Yeah. You look that up and I'll, I'll bring in something here that you, you brought up. You talk about wanting to upgrade, update, you know, all this stuff, the tech. That's exactly what it is. I mean, as soon as you get interested in doing something, especially something creative, you invest. If you're if you're interested in photography or videography, you're you're about to spend a lot of money to invest in yourself, invest in your skills, and update your equipment as you go. Uh, and so, in this situation, you, you're like, oh, I want to make my home studio even better. I think you're in for a long, long haul of continuing continuing uh, wait let me get that right <laughs> continuing close to make your space as professional as possible right uh and so yeah that's gonna be a lot of money and it's always gonna be a lot of money <laughs> and that's the good part though yeah Jacob, that's the good part because that means that companies out there are competing with themselves and other companies to make industry standard equipment uh, and that pushes the boundaries of what the equipment can do, right? Yeah, and that's not, that's an interesting thing to bring up. I mean, as I'm, I, so I just looked up what uh, soundproofing acoustic studio foam uh-huh. is. So on Amazon, I just have uh, a four pack of basically uh, square foot blocks of foam uh-huh. to put on your wall, and it's about twenty dollars for a four pack. 
Um, yeah. Which, you know, I mean, if you're trying to soundproof a whole room, that could add up. But if you just want to, you know, get a few pieces up on the wall, like I, if I'm still do- going to my closet and I don't want to have blankets on my wall anymore, it would be easy to just get like two packs of that and throw no, that up. No, no. And that would probably no, no. be just about blankets all the way, Jacob. The, the <laughs> yeah. thing about blankets, the, the blankets definitely add a certain aesthetic. The blankets are an aesthetic, and then also if you start putting, if you start using your closet and putting foam up, why don't? You, what are you gonna do with your clothes? Like, come on, man, it's got to be multi-use space. <laughs> well, no, I'm just talking about on the one wall where the blanket is. The clothes would stay oh, put. Okay. okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah, but uh, uh, it is uh, good to bring up just the the idea of upgrading and especially uh, prioritizing what you need so in my case uh soundproofing might be one of the higher things on the list to do since most of my work is going to be uh you know in the form of audio and and incorporating my own audio in this podcast or doing voiceover for other projects i'm doing and things like that uh and then there are things like i do want to get a a camera and a gimbal and things like that but those are much more expensive longer term things so actually something i was wanting to talk to you off camera about uh but i just kept forgetting to is i am interested in potentially getting a gimbal for my iphone uh because that might be a good just kind of like in the meantime thing uh and so it's basically just prioritizing things that you can do to improve your current setups while you're saving for down the line uh things that could help you in, in your studio or just kind of equipment in general, right? Right. Yeah. And in our previous pod or previous show, we we talked about you know it was one of our first couple of shows we talked about when to upgrade and stuff like that, and and not to get too too deep into that, but we I remember specifically saying you know master the equipment that you have right now, uh, figure out the flaws in your production or the flaws in your creative process, and then uh, fix the flaws with equipment that that makes sense. And if it's an expensive equipment, of course it's going to take longer. I mean, because you know, Jacob, the, the two of us, I mean, <laughs> we are certainly not rich people. Uh, and so <laughs> it's very real to want equipment that's out of our budget and trying to figure out how we can, how we can, uh, still produce professional, uh, professional products, you know, without industry standard, yeah, top of the line equipment. And so as far as like the at home studio, uh, you know, you talked about being in your closet. A couple of things that I like to do specifically is, um, you know, trying to make the space that I'm in uh, work best for me. And that does not cost money, right? You're using a closet full of clothes with a blanket, you a little bit of duct tape. I mean, that's what very cheap to make a space sound as professional as possible. A silly yeah. thing that I do when I when I'm doing voiceover stuff is like make sure that the windows are closed, the fans are off, all all outside noise is blocked. I close close the door, and I open up um, my closet uh, just so that you know I'm in a square room uh, with hard like sheetrock walls. Yeah, I guess and a hard ceiling. And, uh, and so that, that audio is going to start bouncing away. So anywhere there's soft surfaces where it can sort of be cushioned, uh, I'm looking to do that. And of course that doesn't cost any money. Right. Uh, and additionally, a couple of things that I prefer to have when I'm working so that I can really streamline the, the creative processes, you know, an extra monitor so that I can see, you know, I'm working off a laptop, but I have an extra monitor, 
uh, so I can see the B-roll I'm working with, so I can see the footage organizing, or even a little larger screen for the editing process itself. Uh, and I, I find that, you know, an investment in that, which can, you know, start around a hundred bucks up to a couple hundred bucks, uh, is well worth it for, for a creative, especially video editing process. Yeah. Yes. So are you working solely off of uh, a laptop or do you have like a, a PC or a Mac as well? Yeah. So I actually work off, so I have a, a MacBook pro and I work off the MacBook pro, but I also have a, a I think a 26 inch, something like that monitor that I just connect with an HDMI cord. Uh, and so I can use the two screens. Uh, right. the, the, the MacBook Pro is pretty powerful, uh, so I can edit 4K footage on it and stuff. Uh, but, you know, at this point in my life, I don't certainly find myself needing a, a desktop computer or even a, an iMac yet. Uh, but maybe down the road, that's something I could look into investing in. Yeah. I mean, that I think that's something worth bringing up because, uh, I mean... Sometimes I think about, I try to justify like, oh, maybe I should build a PC because it'll make my video experience so much better. Uh, and it probably would help with rendering times, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, or exporting sometimes on my, I mean, I, I don't even remember how old this MacBook is. I mean, you would know you're the one who sold it to 2015. me. 2015. Okay. Yeah, I got it for freshman year Yes. Yeah, so, so about a six-year-old MacBook. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's what I'm still rocking. Uh, and, you know those rendering times might be a little long, but honestly there, there's not much of a reason for me to, you know, make that hundreds of dollars upgrade to build a PC right. or something right. like that. I mean, it is something I would be interested in doing in the future, but it's, it's not such an immediate thing. I think it is kind of the case of, as we talked about the idea of mastering what you have and, you know, prioritizing because with the type of videos and podcasts that I'm doing right now, it, it's not, super necessary to have uh what is it called they're like 3080s uh like the graphics cards oh, yeah. that sell out super quickly that they're coming out with things yeah. like that uh <laughs> but uh but yeah like yeah i have a similar thing where i also have a, a monitor that sometimes i'll plug into just to you know get a second screen and and try to help speed up the workflow or something like yeah. that well here here's the thing jacob um when you start editing on a smaller screen so like the computer you have is what it's one of the smaller screens the macbook macbook pro with the i don't know the size of the screen maybe it's a 12 yeah. it's a smaller size screen versus the larger screen and uh, i started editing on that computer right and i could i could do projects i could do a lot of stuff on that computer and then when i upgraded my computer i got the the macbook pro with the larger screen and all of a sudden that smaller screen was too small for me to edit on. So I, I literally, yeah, I, I, something in my brain said, you know, I can no longer do it on the smaller screen, which sounds so s snobby, but like, but I, I'll even tell you even further. And now that I started editing on two monitors, like it's so difficult to go back to just the one screen to edit because my, I'm so used to a certain workflow, a certain process. My Premiere Pro projects open up exactly how I want them to open up with the two monitors that it's so much more difficult to go back to the singular screen. And again, I know that sounds snobby, but once you get into a working <laughs> mindset, your space works for you. 
you can start being as creative as possible and you're not being hindered by all these other things. Yeah. So specifically going back to our, our talk about, about studios is that the space, once you get used to it, make it work for yourself. Cause you know, when, what really comes down to it in this industry is that is time equals money, especially if you're freelancing, the more time you're taking on editing projects, uh, that's, you know, if you break down the package deal that you just got, it's an hourly rate, uh, when it comes to editing and shooting and stuff like that. And so the more time that it takes to do that, uh, the less money you're overall making on the project. Yeah. It basically comes down to muscle memory. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. if you get that standardized space, I guess, that you're trying to do, you know, you spend some time trying to optimize the space that you have for whatever projects you need to do. You kind of get a sense for how you want things set up and then specifically on your computer how Premiere is going to open up or how you need to record this voiceover and stuff like that. But if you're always trying to change things around, uh, it, it can kind of deter that process because you're always, you know, setting things back up or tearing them down or something like that. And yeah, just just having that consistency is definitely helpful when, when you're trying to get in the zone and in the rhythm right. of editing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and additionally... Uh, when it comes to the actual setting up of the physical space, I've, I moved into this apartment here uh, about a year ago now, and uh, I finally, my workspace is finally kind of exactly how I want it to be. And uh, to show, I, I can't show you it, but the way I have it set up is I have uh, basically for work, I, I do a lot of Zoom calls and stuff, of course. Uh, I, I'm basically facing a window. And so the camera is... Uh, facing out so basically the window is my key light right so during the day the window lets in the natural light and it gives a a, a nice key light and then off to the side i have another um another standing light just in case if i want to even out the lighting in the room or on on my face and i'll turn that on every once in a while uh for interviews or for for professional um talks or or anything like that and and what it does is it, it just allows my space to feel more professional because for me, if if uh, if I look good, I feel good, I play good, right? That was always a funny thing in high school that, that we would say. Uh, and it, I think it, it, there's something professional about having good lighting. Uh, and again, that was, lighting was not high on my list. I had a lot of other things on my list that I wanted yeah. to get, that I wanted to invest in and, and learn. Uh, and lighting wasn't one of them until I realized the impact and the power lighting has in video and and then it became wow i really should figure out how to do this yeah yeah lighting isn't one of those like exciting things no you know you, you don't feel the same when you get in a lighting kit versus when you get in like a canon ADD. you know <laughs> like uh, right a new camera or something right yeah yeah it, it, it's it's a lot more exciting for almost anything else but lighting is super important and i mean you don't even need to get you know that lighting kit I mean, yeah, you, you said exactly you have the window as your key light, oh, yeah. basically. Yeah. That was kind of a fun thing, uh, you know, starting to do interviews at home is figuring out what space <laughs> in my home yeah. is the best yeah. place to be. Uh, and, you know, what uh, overhead lights or lamps you can bring in to give you the best Certainly. result. And it, it is kind of a fun thing just to kind of, you know, it it's it's not the same experience as setting up, you know, professional lights but it, it does kind of give you a sense of of how you need things to be uh whenever you do get in that kind of situation right right 
And and the other the other thing about having a specific like studio space, knowing that I've set it up this way to make it look best for a webcam and stuff like that, is that is that because I am you know working from home still for my job, and because a lot of my freelance stuff I'm I'm working from my at home studio anyways. This space has to feel like a workspace. It's got to be comfortable, of course, but it has to feel like a workspace. It's almost as though, it's almost as though I need to dress up. Uh, dress up to then go sit at the desk and edit because that's the sure. way, that's my mentality when it comes to work is that yes the freelance stuff I'm doing is fun but I I have to be in game mode right someone's paying me to do this work and I have to I have to make it professional uh, and so so yeah the space has to work for me and I have to work in the space so that's kind of my last bit on yeah on my little home studio thing yeah it, it it definitely is more motivating to do work when you have pants on versus when you just roll out of bed oh yeah you oh know? certainly certainly <laughs> As always, if you have any questions, topics, or feedback for us, you can email us at askwtd at gmail.com. But now, we also have something else to involve you in the show even more. Pretty soon, Nate and I will be starting a new segment where we'll be taking prompts from listeners. These could be writing prompts, genres to explore, stories from your life, or whatever else comes to mind. Then, we'll try to come up with how we'd bring your submission to life. So once again, that email is askwtd at gmail.com for any prompts that you have for us. Anyways, let's get back to it. So in kind of a similar vein to what we've been talking about with the idea of our home studio setups and how we operate from home, we actually have a question, uh, something that people ask us uh a decent amount outside of the podcast, but our good friend Harry Biddle also reached out uh, to our actual email, askwtd at gmail.com. Uh, shout out to Harry. And he asked us, uh, you know, basically how we podcast. Uh, he's familiar with our experience in doing these more structured kind of podcast projects and also our more loose conversational uh, podcasts or videos and things like that. Uh, and so he was wondering uh, what we've learned in the past uh, to kind of what separates those kinds of different projects uh, and, you know, what our schedule is like when we're putting this together. Uh, so, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but I guess uh, how do we set up uh, for the best possible sound for this podcast? Well, I certainly can say that we don't have the best possible sound every episode. Uh, because you know we're eight, how dare you? Well, well Jacob, here, we're we're eighteen episodes deep, which is v- pretty young. I mean, it's amazing for us. That's several months in of every yeah. single week, once a week. That's awesome, right? But in the grand we're scheme legal of things, now. Right? <laughs> that's right, we're legal. In the grand scheme of things, uh, I mean, we we haven't done this too much. I mean, of course, between the two of us, we've done professional voiceover work, right? But when it comes down to you know, podcasting and stuff like that, there's so many other factors. For instance, since it's we're running it kind of live in a sense. I mean, I'm not going back to double check to make sure I'm not peaking every episode or, or every every time I talk or, or anything like that. And and early on, I don't know if, if people heard this, but before I had this little pop filter, you know, every time I had the P's and the B's and the hard uh, the hard consonants, uh, my mic would pop. And so it's a matter of just piecing together these things and listening to it to see if it sounds okay. Um, so 
and I think this is also important is that, you know, we record separately on our own side. So of course we're in a call, uh, so that we can hear each other, but you're recording on audacity, right? Yeah. And I'm recording on uh, Adobe audition. And, and then in, at the end, I, we, we throw these two recordings together, which is certainly better than just like a, a zoom recording from the both of us. Uh, and and I think that's kind of how we get that quality, right? Yeah, it, it definitely has been kind of just a, a learning process just week by week of figuring out what works and what doesn't uh, and, you know, what is effective and what isn't uh, right. in terms of keeping the audio as clean as possible. Uh, and, yeah, it it is an interesting case of, you know, us being in, in two rooms a state apart with our <laughs> own factors going on outside of the rooms. Uh, of how we're going to mitigate, uh, you know, excess room noise or uh, cars, trucks driving past my window that end up being super loud or mm -hmm. maybe just my mic just, you know, clips at some point as I'm mixing my audio and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we don't have the best sound, but it does kind of harken back to the idea from earlier of you know just making do with what you got right. and and trying to make that as best as possible before you you upgrade right and things like that right. uh and and yeah so it, it is interesting especially as we edit because sometimes well so we record on discord uh which is a kind of it, it's mostly like video game communities and stuff but it's basically just like you can like make a server uh for groups to hang out in so for example we have a server in discord uh where we you know can throw up texts chats about the podcast or throw up stats and things like that uh and we can do voice calls or video calls and things like that and so that's where we record uh and sometimes depending on how our connection can be on a week-to-week -week basis we can get a little like disjointed from one another mm -hmm. where like where we have a second of lag mm -hmm. between our voices and so it's basically just a you know putting out fires whenever they come up yeah. on a week-to-week -week basis of okay i'm gonna need to adjust uh our tracks a little bit once we hit the 20 minute marked because we got a little desynced right. and things like that. Right. Oh, that brings up a funny story actually, Jacob, because, uh, well, I think Sam was on the show and, uh, I think I was talking with him, <laughs> interviewing him, asking him questions about, I think we did a, a show about music. Right. And, uh, I think yeah. you just, your internet just turned off completely. And I saw that you left the chat you left our little discord thing or, or whatever <laughs> we're using. And I was like, all right, let's keep, let's keep Sam talking so that uh, we can keep, keep recording. Cause of course we're, I'm still recording on my end. Sam's yeah. still recording on his end. And luckily enough, I'm still recording on come, my end. Yeah. And, and you were still recording <laughs> on your end. But, and luckily enough, yeah. you were able to come right back in and, uh, and, and, and not come in with, you know, uh, another question as Sam was continued to go forth. And I, I really don't think any listener noticed or could notice that, uh, somebody left uh, the call and then, you know, joined right back yeah. in. And it was nice for me because I basically just got to hear some of the podcast for the first time. So it was like, oh, this is a good conversation. <laughs> good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. And, well, and to go to what you were talking about previously about like the uh, the tech and, and, and upgrading stuff and, and it's sort of what we're going to do as we continue to make shows and continue to elevate our production quality. Uh, you know, f like I said, for the longest time, Whoa, I'm not going to sing that song, but anyways, so, um, <laughs> yeah, you like that, Jacob? Uh, 
for the longest time when I was doing video voiceover, when I we even had guests on the show do this, I'm using the voice memo app or using any sort of uh, voice recording app on your phone, as long as you keep it kind of close to your mouth, I mean, it's solid, right? It's pretty foolproof yeah. to use for a lot of different professional things. And of course, I use it as a backup almost every time I'm doing an interview. Uh, for instance, if I'm, if I'm filming an interview and I have one camera and one mic and I don't have a lav mic or I do have a lav mic or, or whatever, I sometimes always just start the recording on my phone knowing that I've got a backup of a backup that is going to be decent quality audio uh, and, and I can use it. And so, for instance, I think... I don't know if it was when Fisher was on the show. Um, I don't recall if it was her or somebody else, but we just had them record their audio on their phone, and it was solid. Yeah, there are a couple of people. Yeah, I think uh, I think Fisher did that, and I think Evan did that, and maybe a couple of people from the Wyman episode did that as well. Uh, yeah, like once we mix our tracks together as well as you know the guest track that's just doing their iPhone voice memo, it's pretty indistinguishable. Yeah, uh, with who's recording with what. Right. So I think the only thing that we've done, Jacob, as we've gotten better in quotes, uh, equipment, we've made it more difficult on ourselves to right? because that equipment means we have to learn it. <laughs> we have to figure out why is it considered better. Right. It, it records in a certain 32 bit float. Right. It, it does stuff that your phone doesn't do. And, and how do we take advantage of that? Uh, and, and that's what we're learning as we're as we're doing this show. Yeah. That's a, so. Harry also was asking about, you know, what our weekly process is for putting this show together. Uh, and so, I mean, I guess if we want to, you know, do some Wizard of Oz peek behind the curtain kind of thing. So we record this uh, earlier on in the week. And basically, we have two days, really, uh, each week where we're planning and then recording the podcast. So we record earlier in the week uh, and then uh, it takes you know, a couple hours max to edit the podcast uh, just before you put it up on Thursdays. Uh, and then later in on in the week, around when we put up the podcast, we meet to discuss, you know, what we're going to talk about without really getting into the super specifics so that we can keep the conversation as free as possible and not super scripted, right? Yeah, there's a, uh, a sort of something that we, we go for is sort of a, a genuine conversation that is has a wireframe. So, so yes, we go on tangents, but but no, we're not uh, you know hitting bullet points after bullet points of of trying to speak, which is which is kind of it's kind of fun. And if you don't enjoy listening to it, uh, I'm surprised you've lasted 18 episodes. <laughs> and if Whoops. you do, thanks for <laughs> yeah. lasting 18 episodes. Yeah, the th thanks for your support. <laughs> thanks for your support. But yeah, it, it really is. You know, a pot, uh, if you want to start a podcast, we've had people reach out to us just asking how we operate with that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. you know it is a time commitment but it's not like a huge chunk of time i would say uh, right i mean right. it definitely helps that we have fun doing it but you know it, oh, even yeah. if you just want to do like two hour two hour sessions a week which i guess sounds a lot when you say it like that but if it's just like an hour at night and then another hour uh sometime during the week to to sort out what you're doing for the next time it's really not too bad Right, uh, right, and then you just have to figure out how you're going to edit the thing. Well, that's a different story, but I think the biggest yeah. thing, the biggest <laughs> thing for us, and, and we've found that with some of the other, some of the other like fun shows that we've done uh, together, is that you know having a specific day that you know once a week, every single day at that time, 
or around that time you're going to be recording. And so for what two over over four yeah. months now, we've recorded on the same day, uh, and and it's just worked out right for our schedules. We picked a time that works well. Uh, we have our studios that we're comfortable speaking in, and here we are able to to make our our show you know, in different states and, and, and we've been able to continue doing it. So it's actually really exciting and it's fun. And, and uh, you, you know, you look forward to the recording days just as much. You look forward to uh, seeing how it sounds and how it turns out on, on the day that it's uh, that it's uh, uh, published. Right. Yeah. So, so that's basically, you know, how we do it on a, on a weekly basis. Uh, if you have any other questions about, you know, how we podcast or what our studio setup is like or any of those other practical practical things, you know. Well, we jump around a lot with our own personal experiences of what we're focusing on in the past couple of months, but there are other things that, you know, maybe we didn't talk about oh, uh, this week. So, yeah, if, if you have any other questions about, you know, things you could be doing to improve your space or how you can get started or things like that, or, please or, feel free to let us know. Yeah, and... And things that we can do to improve our spaces and our show, because again, uh, not to continue on this, but you know, eighteen episodes is a lot for us, and it's also very little. Yeah. Uh, and so, as we grow and as we learn, uh, and as we, you know, continue to hate to say it, but continue to make our production quality better, uh, we look <laughs> we look forward to other people's feedback, and and we you know we love talking about. Uh, you know, criticism and, 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 uh, making sure that it is positive feedback, but also so that we can learn from it. Right. Uh, and I, I know there are people out yep. there who, uh, who know how to podcast better than us. Right. Uh, and, and who have, you know, better audio editing experience and better, better video editing experience and just overall. And if you're, if you're out there like that, uh, certainly get a hold of us so that we can get you on the show so that you can, <laughs> you can write all of our wrongs of the past couple of months. But, uh, uh, that, that would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But, uh, tread lightly. Tread, that's please. Certainly, tread light, please. Just for our sake. And <laughs> my ego has the same frailty as the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. So please oh, tread lightly. That's, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> All right. Should we do some definitely not procrastinating? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. What do you got All for right. us, Jacob? So this week, uh, I've mentioned this in passing, maybe on one or two episodes, but there's a show called Fleabag. So Fleabag is a series on Amazon Prime that is written starring Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who uh, you might also know from uh, she voiced the droid from Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, which is an underrated movie, by the way. Don't sleep on Solo. And she also, I, th- I believe, co-wrote and is starring in the James Bond movie. I think it's No Time to Die. That's the one that still hasn't come out yet. And she, it was just announced that she's also also going to be in the new Indiana Jones movie, hmm. which I think they're de-aging Harrison Ford, which is an interesting choice. We'll see how that plays out. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, it, it's basically a, a two-season comedy show that she wrote based off of a, a one-woman play that she did uh, years ago. Um, but it it's six episodes over two seasons, and it's basically just her character living through life as a small like coffee shop owner and just uh, with you know issues within her family and dating and things like that. But but it is it's a very funny show, uh, and it's such an easy watch. I think when I first uh, started watching it, I just watched it all in a day because it's 
12 episodes really? total, 20 minutes each or so. Wow. So, you certainly were procrastinating. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I watched this a while ago, but it's just been on my mind a lot more recently uh-huh. because it, it just has such a style to it that I've been thinking a lot about as I'm trying to, you know, f- uh, flesh out my own projects. Uh, so it's something that I, I've, I've been thinking about and just watching clips, and I'm probably going to, you know, rewatch it again at uh-huh. some point soon. But, yeah, Fleabag, Amazon Prime, uh, it's, a, it's a really good show. I'll have to watch it because I've seen it on, on my recommended stuff and uh, I, didn't, I haven't yep. watched it yet. So I'll, I'll, I'll certainly have to get to that. Have you watched any of my Definitely Not Procrastinatings? I watched Ted Lasso. Oh, that's right. You did do that. Okay. That may be the only one. That's fair. We're, we're, we like we like different things, which is why it makes us compatible for a show like this. You know, because <laughs> wait till you hear what I'm going to say now. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So this week I've been getting really into... This is sort of my thing, uh, like wilderness uh, storytelling, adventure, filmmaking, right? Documentary type stuff. And so um, this is from uh, Wildfly Productions. So this is a, actually a it's a video on YouTube. Uh, actually, they have a what do you call it, Jacob? It's a page, a YouTube page channel. That's what it is. So it is a, uh, a, a YouTube channel called uh, Wildfly Productions. Uh, and basically they go on these long, you know, fishing trips, fly fishing trips, which I find, I, I'm not a fly fisherman at all, but I find it fascinating. And there's always good stories behind fly fishing and fishing in general. Like, oh, I caught a fish this big, but in, in reality it was this big. And, uh, and you, you can, you can piece the, the two things together of which one was bigger and smaller in that, um, the fish, the size of the fish. Uh, but anyways, so this is, uh, the title of it is 13 days fly fishing trip through Montana, of course. So it's got to have clickbaity kind of like all caps, uh, but it's, <laughs> it's fascinating because they take this, uh, yeah. it's a short bus series or short bus diaries, volume two, whatever they take this like sh- smaller school bus, right. And they outfit it like uh, any good millennial, uh, and they go out to Montana. And, and the neat part about this is that of course the visuals are stunning they tell a fantastic story from you know driving from Salt Lake City out to Montana, and then uh, and then and then fly fishing. Of course, I never fly fished before, but the, the visuals are stunning. And the neat the neat part about this is that I'm getting excited for a trip that um, my fiance and I are taking to Montana uh, in a, in a in a month or so. And so when these things kind of mm-hmm. pop up, even though I know I'm probably not going to fly fish. Uh, I, I perhaps will see some of this scenery as they're in the same location uh, that we will be vacationing in. So, yeah, so that's Wild Fly Productions. Check it out on YouTube if, if you're interested in uh, in some uh, longer documentaries. A couple guys out on out on the river trying to trying to catch some big fish. So, so that's what I was watching. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. You, well, I've said it before, but you always you know <laughs> keep me on my toes. Yeah, I, I was so I was torn between that and just staying up and listening to the thunderstorms because this this past week the past couple of days in particular we've had some huge thunderstorms rip through oh, um, really? central pa yeah state college in, in particular and wow there was a lot of a lot of flooding in pennsylvania but the the boomers we call i grew up and my dad would call them boomers and uh like the big <laughs> big thunder thunderclaps and lots of lightning and uh just it's just kind of neat to yeah. stay in your you know comfy little little place and look outside at yeah. the, the big storms so 
Yeah, between that and that. Yeah, we were supposed to get a thunderstorm here today, but it just like it was thundering for like ten minutes and then nothing happened. It was kind of yeah dissatisfying. Yeah. Well, if you do get some uh, big thunderstorms, you should certainly post it on your Twitter. And so where can the people find you, Jacob? Ooh, not as smooth as last week, but still smooth. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can find me at Jacob Yesvac on Twitter. Uh, let us know if you've watched or listened or done any of our Definitely Not Procrastinating. I'm super curious about that. If anybody's, you know, heard a recommendation that we've given, been like, you know what? I'm going to give a sh- give that a shot. Uh-huh. And certainly let us know if they're horrible recommendations, uh, but yeah. that's okay with me because uh, I do what I want to do and you don't affect what I do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter at NateUlrich16. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Katza and Dream 13 by Punch Deck. You can find links to both artists in the description for this episode. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email your questions or topic suggestions to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.